So we went to four schools this week. We had the Abbotsford Food Bank helping us, and they had actually uh, their vehicles for transport. So we went, the first day we went to um, John McClure, which is in the heart of Abbotsford, and we also went to Godson Elementary, which is near uh, Mill Lake. This is a picture, I believe, at uh, John McClure. And there's, oh, go back for a second if you could. I don't know if you can manually override that. Isn't that a good-looking guy there? Hey, Ken? He, just, he, he said to me, he says, I just want to help somebody. Because we had so many people, it was like he didn't... So we, we got an opportunity. Um, there's Pastor Daniel. He, he doesn't know what to do, and he's asking Ken. Uh, and uh, the next page. If you go to the next graph, graphic there. All right, this, these are some of the people. This, this lady here is from the food bank. Her name was Anne. Tremendous lady, Kieran. We, we had an amazing support group. There's uh, Dave Murray. He's not looking at you, but that's Dave Murray from, from the food bank. Lyndon, helping out someone. Awesome, awesome. That is um, the second day we went to um, Alexander School, which is also in the, the, some of these schools were kind of what they refer to as inner city schools. And then we went to, the fourth place we went to was Upper Sumas. And Upper Sumas has a number of uh, the First Nations children are there. So we actually didn't go to the school. We went direct to the reservation. And we gave out 20, 23 bicycles at the reservation. So this is just a few of the pictures. We had the Abbotsford News came by and did a report. And uh, I'm learning about these, this Facebook stuff and social media, but they posted it, and they had 300, over 300 likes. Now, I don't get my self-esteem from how many people like my post. <laughs> but I got a little bit of like, all right, <laughs> when we saw 300 people like our story, and they had, I think... <laughs> How many shares was that? 50, over 50 people shared. They had a short video clip, and over 50 people shared that. And I, I didn't go through the whole list, but I checked, and I didn't see, you know, there were some people that didn't go to our church that shared it. So I was like, okay, awesome. awesome. But uh, I just want to thank everybody. We have actually at one of the schools, Alexander School, um, they have some children there that did not receive a bicycle. And um, I want to share with you a little story because we were able to meet many of the, the uh, principals. And um, I met the principal and Pastor Winona was talking to her and gave her my card. So if you ever need anything, we, we want to we establish a connection with the community. So we said, if you need anything, well, less than an hour later or so I got a phone call. Um, they don't usually come that fast. <laughs> you know, and, and sometimes you give out your card and you say, if you need me, and then you just run out the door. Um, but she called, and she says, actually, after you left, something happened. So I had that as a message, so I sent her a text message in response. And then she got a hold of me the next day, and we were talking, and she said there was... There was a family in that school, and the father had gone to work in Alberta. 
And when he left, he told his two daughters, I'm going to come back, and when I come back, I'm going to get you a bicycle. He died in Alberta. He passed away um, through a terrible incident. And when those two girls saw the bikes being given away, it just exploded. What do you do when somebody calls you and says, can you do two more? <laughs> it's yes. It's like no question. I had another parent call me. They had twins, and the one twin got it. And some, for some reason, being a child, they didn't understand the process, so the second twin didn't respond because they didn't understand. So they called me and said, well, we have a bike. It's like three years old. Would it be possible? Yes. I get a text message from my niece, and she says, um, uncle. And then she sends me a picture of two children. And she says, we have to do something. And those two children are here today with their mom, Rosa. Would you just stand up? They're with Maria. They've only been in the country for a few months, a few short months. Well, why don't we just welcome them? I believe it's Niel and Niadana, or is that close? Close. Um, we're going to get them two bikes. Amen? Um, we have a couple bikes. We have a number of bikes left over. Some of them are not the right size, so we've got a few exchanges. Um, and then I shared that with somebody this week. They said, how did it go? And I said, actually, you know what happened? Um, we have more. The immediate response was, I'll give you. And he already gave once. And he says, I'm going to give again. In fact, that happened twice. Two people just, just stepped up. Without, they just said, don't, don't say no, let's say yes, and let's find a way. Amen? And also, I wanted to just, a little behind the stories with, with this uh, incident from Cleo, um, as they were leaving, I believe you saw Maria. Maria found this, this couple, this family, and she takes care of, Maria takes care of your children, you drop them off, and then she turns around and goes back and picks up the other kids and brings them to school. That's, yeah, like, give her a hand. No, that's amazing, Maria, and I want to honor you because we sometimes think we have to get a directive from the pastor or from God shouting and yelling, but you just did it. You're like the Nike commercial. You just did it. Just do it. And I want to honor you because you are the hands and the feet of Christ. So thank you for not saying, I can't, but saying, what can I do? And I want to recognize you and honor you for that. Amen. Children, you may be dismissed. <laughs> Hallelujah. I do have a sermon, but I've got a couple other things I wanted 
to do. We have a couple testimonies this morning um, that we're going to share. Um, Adrian, you've got a testimony? Yeah, you didn't forget it, did you? No. Why don't you come on up and just uh, share a little bit of what God has done for you. Okay, well, um, last couple of weeks we've been having issues with our vehicle um, running-wise and stuff. And there's, I mean, I'm very handy and mechanically inclined, but there's just some things that I can't do. Um, so we took it to a shop and had some work done on it, um, which financially kind of tapped me out. And uh, so after I got the, that problem fixed, another problem arose, and um, which was the power steering hose was leaking. Uh, so I'm, you know, mulling it about, going, okay, well, how am I gonna, how am I gonna fix this? How am I gonna, you know, resolve this? I, you know, going around, you know, through my work, I have a lot of connections and stuff. So um, talked to a couple guys, and well, you know, it's a re- really expensive part, and uh, it was like almost, you know, almost 200 bucks plus, you know, labor to have it installed and stuff. And so, you know, I'm looking at a four or five hundred dollar bill. Well, I just at this point, I couldn't afford it because I had, you know, some other work done on the vehicle. So I sat there and, you know, YouTube your, as your friend. And so I sat there and, you know, YouTubing, you know, okay, well, how can I fix this, you know, and stuff. So I figured out a way that I could fix it myself. So, okay, well, that part, you know, I saved some money on, on labor, you know, doing it myself. So now, you know, the hose, well, that's a couple hundred bucks. Well, you know, I just don't have the money for it right now. So I just sat there and I've been praying and asking God, you know, just find me, you know, find me a way to, uh, to resolve this and, you know, just leading, you know, having God kind of lead me, you know, lead me and stuff. So, you know, every time I go to a different, you know, uh, plate, you know, customer and stuff, you know, I'd ask him, hey, you know, you got this hose in stock and no, no, we don't carry that stuff, you know, and stuff. So, okay, next place, you know, and, and so, so kind of, you know, hitting everybody up from, you know, from time to time and stuff, you know, for, for you know, you never know, right, and stuff. So every, every time I'm getting shot down, you know, okay, you know, this, when you have a power steering leak, it tends to leak all over your driveway and, you know, and, and stuff. So, and the oil, it's just not motor oil. It's got a chemical additive in it that stains it's kind of like transmission fluid it's red and you know it stains so driveways looking uglier by the day you know and stuff and oh, I'm just you know stressing right out over it so anyway so on on uh, Wednesday morning I wake up and you know I'm my usual routine is, you know, when I'm on the road, I'm always praying and, you know, ask, you know, talking to God and asking for direction throughout the day, you know, bless me and, you know, praying over my family and, you know, and people and stuff. And so I just felt so strongly, you know, the presence of God. And I'm just like, Lord, you know, that's power steering hose, you know, to me, it's, you know, to me, to me, it's so minor, but to God, it's, you know, nothing, right, you know, and, and stuff. And, or major, I should say, to me it's major, to God it's nothing, right? And so I just kind of almost feel, you know, kind of guilty asking him, you know, to, you know, to, to, res- to resolve the problem, right? You know, so anyway, so I'm just sitting there praying and stuff, and so, you know, I kind of let things go, and, and you know, af- after that, and so I get to my first customers, you know, throughout the day, and so I'm talking to a couple guys, and, you know, oh, you know, do you think you could help me? Do you think you could help me? And no, no, no. So then I'm on my way into Surrey and then all of a sudden I get this, this kind of this vision in my head of, um, you know, well, go see these guys. You know, so, yeah, 
well, maybe, you know, no, they wouldn't have it. You know, well, no, 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 you know, go see it. I just felt so strongly the urge, you know, to, to go see them, right? And so, so I get there, and, and I didn't have to go there, and then all of a sudden, last minute, boom, all of a sudden I get a call to go there, you know? <laughs> Uh, and so I'm just like, okay, <laughs> you know, so I go in and, you know, do my, my usual routine, you know, grabbing my paperwork and blah, 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 and stuff, and so, and, oh, 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 and, you know, the young fellow that I was talking to, his name's Thomas, I say, oh, Thomas, hey, um, you know, I'm looking for, for this specific hose, you know, for my vehicle, you know, do you got anything like that? Oh, no, 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 we don't carry that stuff, like, you know, anything hose-related they take and they chuck in the garbage because it's worth no money to them, right, and stuff, so they get scrapped, you know, because there's there's aluminum in it, so they get scrap prices for all the aluminum, and every little bit adds up, right? So anyway, so I go, he goes, no, 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 we don't got anything like that. I'm like, well, do you got, you know, the vehicle, you know, vehicle in stock, you know? Oh, yeah, we got a couple of them. Oh, okay, well, do you mind if I just, and I haven't done this with anybody else, right? Like, I, I just never pressed it. So I said, do you mind if I go and have a look at the vehicles, you know, because I just feel like God's just like, you know, doing this to me, you know, kind of thing, right? And so, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. Okay, thanks, you know. So I, so he gives me the two locations, you know, like you go out in these yards and it's just like a, you know, it's like a graveyard out there, right? And so, so it's kind of hard finding all this stuff. So anyways, I, I go out to the first one and I'm just like, like anticipating like you would not believe it. Just like ex expectations. So I walk around, I'm looking, nothing, absolutely nothing. You know, to feel like God went and ripped my heart right out of my chest, right? Well, seriously, I'm dead serious, you know, I was depressed, you know, and so I kind of turn around, and I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to go, you know, go, and then all of a sudden, I remembered there was a second vehicle on site, but it was way off in the back, the weeds were like this tall, you know, so I had to literally trudge through the weeds, you know, so, and I'm looking at it going, all right, you know, so then I walk over there, you know, and I'm looking around, and, you know, all the, you know, the locations where it should be on the vehicle, you know, I look, it's not there. Okay, so then I start kicking the grass, you know, looking, doing this, right, and I'm just like, it's not here, you know, and I felt God pushing me to it, right, and stuff, and I'm just, I'm getting more depressed by the second, and so, and I'm, I walk around the back of the vehicle, and, you know, and, and, I mean, you guys, I don't know if any of you have ever been to a wrecking yard, but, like, <laughs> Nine times out of ten, you know, there's no windows in the vehicle, so you look inside and there's mold everywhere, and there's sometimes there's blood from, you know, from the axe. No, I'm dead serious. I'm dead. So, I mean, this is, this is like, you know, morbid, you know, like it's a death of a vehicle, you know. And so, so anyways, so I'm looking around this thing, and it stinks from mold, and I'm just, I'm so depressed. So, I start, I literally started walking back, to, to the office, and then I, and, I, and I, all of a sudden, God stops me, and he says, no, go back, I want you to look in the cab, and, and as I'm talking, right, I audibly heard him say this to me, right, okay, well, when you hear that, you don't keep walking, <laughs> right, you turn around, and you go back, right, so I walk back to the vehicle, and so I walk around, and you know, walk through all the grass and stuff, and, and, and uh, the, so I open the doors, and I'm looking, where? I don't see it. Where is it? You know, and 
you know, there's a couple things on the floor, and there was one item that I happened to find that, you know, I didn't really need, but it was kind of like, you know, it was there, so I grabbed it, you know. <laughs> so anyways, so then I'm like, well, it's not here. God, you said, go back. It's not here. So I turn around, and I start to walk away. Stop. Look under the doghouse, he says. And, okay, for you who don't know vehicle, a doghouse inside of a van, there's a cover that sits between the driver's seat and the passenger seat, big chunk of plastic, and usually they have, like, trays on it. And anyways, these things are a bugger to get off. And they're, you gotta, and they're heavy. They're heavy. So, really? Under there? You know, so I unclip it, grab the thing, and they're probably about 75 pounds or heavy. So, you know, when you're laying on your stomach on the floor, you know, trying to pull, it's heavy. So anyway, so I gave it one good yank, didn't come. Second, third, fourth, fifth time, finally I get the thing free and pull the thing up. And no word of a lie, the hose is sitting there, brand new hose, <laughs> sitting underneath the doghouse, like as if it had been gift wrapped and God left it, it's sitting there for me, at brand new. Not, not used, but brand new, brand new. As cool as that was, the walk back to the office was a thousand times cooler because then the reality kind of set in. And I'm walking back, and, and, and I said this to the kids, and they thought it was, I was skipping. I was, <laughs> I, me, 48-year-old guy, out of shape, skipping back to the office, you know, skipping back to the, uh, like, 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 yeah, you know. And so then I get there, okay, well, you know, then I start, okay, well, you know, it's 175 bucks new, you know, plus tax, so around 200 bucks. What's he going to charge me for this? Okay, so I go back into the office, and I say, hey, you know, and I hold it in front of me. I said, guess what? I found it. And he's like, what? And I go, yeah. I said, there was one there. And so I didn't get the opportunity to share, you know, with him and stuff that, you know, uh, my, the feelings that I had inside and stuff and how God, you know, I mean, it is an office and, you know, you know, as much as, you know, I don't mind making a fool of myself, I couldn't do it that time. <laughs> but anyway, so I said, well, you know, how much do you want for this? And he looks at me, he winks at me, he goes, have a nice day. And I go, what? And, and he goes, no, he goes, he goes, you have done me so many favors, you know, and stuff. He's like, take it. He goes, have a nice day. And, and I'm like, you know, like, God is good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That's cool. That's the God we serve. That's the God you serve. Hallelujah. We got another testimony. Brad and Veronica, would you guys come? Come on. No, no. Good. Right, right here. It's you. Uh, well, well, I try. Okay. Um, for maybe like a year and a half, I don't know, uh, we went to the doctor for a long time because I have uh, lamps in my breath. And so it was a lot of pain every time. Every time, oh, I have a pain. Right? So, yeah, <laughs> she knows. So dramatic. So, um, <laughs> so, um, 
was the last week? Yeah, the last week we went to the doctor and, or two weeks, well, yeah. So we went to the doctor and he told me, I have a good news for you. What? That you don't have any lambs in this size. I said, yeah, it was big. It was the pain, right? So I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. And I have no idea that I, I, I said, hey, yes, it's true. I don't feel any pain in this size. But in this size, I feel like lumps. I don't know. So um, this morning, I say, let me feel in here because it's in, starting here, start all down. And I say, I don't feel anything. Oh, wow. But I say, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have just one little. And I say, huh, this one is gold. <laughs> so, three, three of the four on this side are gone. Three of the four on this side are gone, and the big one that was here is gone. Okay, stretch her with your hands. We're not 100% done yet. 100% gone in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come to you with the request, but we also come to you with thanksgiving. And we thank you for what you've done and what you're going to do. Lord, and I just pray that you'd bless Brad and Veronica above and beyond what they'd even ask or think. In your name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody else have a quick shout out that they'd like to say to God? Anybody else? Ken? <laughs> awesome, awesome. You mentioned golf clubs. You mentioned you're having a hard time walking. So, Harry, you, you, you've got a, an affinity to golf. Why don't you just go over and lay your hands on Ken? Amen. Stretch forth your hands, and we're just going to ask God for complete healing. And you just, you just take it, Harry. You just de declare it and speak it with authority. Go ahead. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praying for somebody is as simple as that. 
it, it, sometimes I think we complicate how God can do things. God, can, God will say something and it can happen. Amen? I, I've got a verse where I want to share you, but I've got a joke that I've got, I got to tell you. We, we had the pleasure of going out for dinner on Friday evening um, to White Rock Beach, and it was beautiful. Thank you, Mike and Sandra, for a beautiful evening. And there's a store there, and it gave me a joke. Oh, dear. She says, so what do you call a chicken that walks gracefully? Poultry in motion. No. Oh, come. Oh, I thought I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. Can you turn in your Bibles to John chapter 3? Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are such a fun God. That you love to bless your kids. That you love to laugh and smile and sing over us. And this morning, Lord, I ask God that you would just cause your word to jump and to grab our thoughts and arrest our minds. And that we would be equipped, strengthened, challenged, and grow in faith as we hear your living word. In your name, amen. I'd like to read about 20, 21 verses, and then i got a few thoughts I'd like to share with you this morning. So I want to jump in right away. John chapter 3, and it's the first verse. We're going to start with, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher come from God, for no one can do the signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered him. Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you don't understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen. But you do not receive our testimony. If I had told you earthly things and you don't believe, how can you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness... So must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. 
Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in him is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and the people love the darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deed should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his deeds have been carried out in God. Last week we talked about Lazarus. And we actually, last week we talked about resurrection life and how God can take something that is dead and cause it to be alive. This morning I want to talk about new life, birth being born again. And I couched last week's sermon kind of with the thought and with the phrase, a conversation with Jesus. Have you ever had a conversation with Jesus and he says something that doesn't make sense? Adrian was a great example of that. Humanly speaking, he thought he had done everything he could do, but God sometimes will tell you things that don't make logical sense or doesn't seem to be logical or make, it, it just doesn't add up to what you're facing. And here we have a situation with Nicodemus. And what I find interesting is many times these conversations, and you see them a lot in the book of John, many times the conversation, somebody will ask one question of Jesus And he answers it over here. If you look at the first couple verses, Nicodemus says, how, he's kind of saying, how do you do these things? You must be uh, like connected with God. You must come from God. And God doesn't say, God doesn't even answer that question. God says, unless you're born again, you'll never see the kingdom of God. And it got me to thinking, and there's three questions he asks Nicodemus, and I want you to see the three of them. The first one is there in the first couple verses where he says, you you do all these signs. We know that you're a teacher from God, for no one can do these signs unless God is with him. That's an opportunity for a brag. Yeah, that's me. Jesus doesn't even answer that question. Jesus goes here and says, unless you're born again. I want you to see something about how the conversations with Jesus go because I think sometimes we have conversations with Jesus and he answers us, but we don't listen to his answer because his answer wasn't what we wanted to hear. Nicodemus wasn't asking about birth. He was asking about the signs. Nicodemus was chasing down this and God was saying, no, this is what the answer is. You might ask a question. You might want to write this down because I believe God gave this to me. We might ask the question, but Jesus answers the moment. Jesus looks down and he sees you and you're asking and you think you're stuck in this moment. You're stuck in this quagmire. You're stuck looking for a cable. And you're saying this and this and God's saying, yeah, here's the answer. I mean, can you imagine seeing Adrian skipping through the bush, coming back? Talk about theater of the mind. Thank you, Adrian. 
But when God does stuff like that, if it doesn't impact you, if it doesn't impact you, so he asked three questions, and I want you to see the questions, but I want also you to see how Jesus answers, because I believe sometimes we're asking questions and we're expecting him to answer it this way. I'm asking you about my finances today, God. Where's the money? Show me the money. Show me this. Show me that. And Jesus answers, but he doesn't say a word about money. And you go, no, 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 I'm, I'm talking about money. And he says, yeah, follow me. No, 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 I, I want the money. Yeah, chase after me. No, 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 you don't understand. It's the end of the month and I'm short. Yeah, just spend some time with me. Let's have some fun. No, 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 no. It's the money. We saw it last week with Lazarus. Why didn't you come three days ago when he was alive and had a chance? Now he's dead. And Jesus says, I'm the resurrection and the life. And they didn't get the answer. Well, I know you're the resurrection. That's the end of the time. And Jesus is standing there saying, no, I am. And you're going, huh? no, no, no. Jesus there's death there. There's something that's not working there. And you're over here answering this question, but you're not even answering the question. He asks a second time. Jesus gives him a, an answer. He says, Un unless you're born again. And Nicodemus says, well, and Nicodemus is a Pharisee. He is considered a smart dude. Okay? He's considered a real smart dude. They, they figure there's only like 6,000 Pharisees at a time in Israel. Okay? And they don't just let anybody do it. You don't just send in a resume and say, you know, job position. No, th there's requirements, and there's like 6,000 of them. Not many. And part of the, 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 the rule of the Pharisees, part of what they did was there's a group of people called the scribes. And they kind of worked hand in hand with the Pharisees. And the Pharisees realized they would take the word of God, and at that time they looked at the five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. The first five books, and they considered that what they call the law. And in, Greek, in Jewish terms, Torah. And they took that, and they dissected that, and they came up with 613 laws. And they said, as a Pharisee, their life was devoted to keeping every single one of those laws. So Jesus is there, and Nicodemus is talking to him, and Jesus says, unless you're born again, and Nicodemus is a smart guy. And he asks a stupid question. How can a guy like me get back into my mom's tummy? I mean, that's, he's saying, how can a grown person be born again? Sometimes God wants to offend your mind in order to reach your heart. Sometimes he'll answer you with a thing, saying, with something, you've got to be born again, and he will offend you because he didn't answer, where's the money? 
He didn't answer, why are you doing all these signs and wonders? He didn't answer this. Instead, he, it's almost like you think, did he even answer? Does this relate to anybody? Because I think sometimes we want an answer from God because we want it the way we think it should be. But he's saying, no, this is how it will be. And his answer doesn't have the word money in it, doesn't have the word success in it, doesn't have the word pleasure in it, doesn't have this in it. All it says, all he says is, is sometimes it's almost confusing. And Nicodemus, is, he goes to him at night. By the way, just a little, I'll just throw a little tidbit in because I spent the time studying it, so you might as well get the benefit of hearing it. Um, of the 613 laws... The word Torah in the Hebrew, when you write the numerical value, adds up to 611. So they figured there was 611, and then there was two verbal laws from God, so they came to 613. And one of the laws has to do with the Sabbath. Don't do any work on the Sabbath. Anybody hear that? Okay, keep the Sabbath holy. I believe in having a day of rest. I do. But part of the scribe's duty was to figure out how and define what, what was work defined as. So when it says you can't do any work on Sabbath, what, instead of just saying that, they said, what does the word work mean? So they said you can't tie a knot on the Sabbath. So they said if you're tying a knot with two hands, you can't tie, you can tie a knot with one hand. Then they also said, and men can't do this, but a lady can use an article of her clothing to tie a knot. Can you imagine how confusing this is? This is stuff that you can't do on the Sabbath. By the time they're said and done, they've defined everything with, about the Sabbath. They had 24 chapters in a book as to what it meant to do nothing on the Sabbath. 24 chapters. They said you can't bear a load, you can't bear a weight. Well, what does it mean to bear a weight? So they said, ah, oh, a weight is a dried fig. A weight is the amount of water it would take to refresh your eyes. So you can't carry the weight of amount of water to refresh yourself. Sometimes we spend so much time looking at at this that we miss him and this was the culture or the setting that Jesus was coming around and so Nicodemus says a second time so Jesus doesn't answer him but he answers him to say you've got to be born again and he says how can a man be born when he can he enter a second time and Jesus answers him again He's not born of water and the Spirit. He can't enter the kingdom of God. And, and it's like, oh, like, I've had conversations with people that I'm thinking, did they actually hear my question? You know? You get somebody who's really smart. You ask them a question. And you just say, well, I wonder why this piece of metal is so shiny. And they go, oh, well, do you understand the properties 
of a silver glaze over top of a piece of plastic? Do you, ref do you understand that the reflection rays come in a certain gamma ray that is, is only receptive to the certain degree that your eye can open, and the receptive lenses in your eye come, and the rays come, and they come, in and that way you see the shine, and you see the shine on this side, but you don't see the, and you go, ugh. Oh. Jesus explains, and it goes right over him. Third question. Jesus tells him he's born of the Spirit, and Nicodemus says, well, how can these things be? What I want you to think about today is conversations with Jesus. Sometimes the questions we ask, he will answer in a completely different way. And it's for us to understand when he's answering, he's answering. If I can say anything in that regard and try to make sense of it other than Jesus talking to us, do you remember as a child when you asked your parent for something and instead of them giving you what they wanted, they answered you here? And it wasn't because they didn't love you. It was because they knew for you, in order for you to receive that, enjoy that, you had to come this way. You had to come through this way. And you would say, no, Dad, I just want to do this. And your dad would say, yes, I know. I want you to start here. Last week, we saw the story of Lazarus. This week, it's the story of Nicodemus. He gets to the passage. We see the passage I think we all know, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That passage is found in this story and in the answers that Jesus gives. So we have questions. Jesus' answers. I want you to see a little bit about his answer. And I want you to understand a principle as we go through this. In verse 13, he says, No one has ascended, this is Jesus, into heaven except he who descended from heaven. When Jesus gives you an answer, it comes from heaven to you. Don't think you're getting the answer from here to him. He might give you the answer here, but it came from there. If you're looking for an answer, quit looking for your answer through something that is not from God. Quit looking for your answer from some high that you can get. Quit looking for your answer for something that you drink. Quit looking for your answer from something that you smoke. Quit looking for your answer through something that you eat. Quit looking for your answer through some control or manipulation. or so Start looking to your answer from him. And it starts and it originates from heaven to earth. And sometimes we get so caught up and so stuck in the quagmire of looking for the cable 
And thank you, Adrian, you've given me a great illustration. But we get so stuck looking at that that we forget to hear what he has to say. He also goes on in verse 14. It says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent into the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Whenever you have, whatever question you have, whatever situation you face, lift God up. Lift Jesus up. Look to Him. Quit trying to find, don't try to get your answer through a bunch of people who don't know God. Don't try to figure things out from people who don't understand authority of the kingdom. Don't try to get your answers from people who say, this is my idea. Get answers from the King of Kings, from the Lord of Lords, who has created the universe, who knows you from the beginning to the end. You get your answers from Him. It comes from heaven down to earth, not from earth to heaven. And we get these ideas, these opinions. And before we know it, we've ruled God out of the whole equation. And I believe in personal responsibility. I believe in being a person of integrity. I believe that I see it. But it doesn't start from me, me, me. It starts from what Jesus did and my relationship with him and the power of the Holy Spirit in my life that I can walk in authority and I can walk with understanding and I can walk with direction and discretion. Not because of what I've done, but because of what he's done. And he's answered my question. We all have questions. God will offend your mind. He will. He will offend your mind in order to get here because he's more interested in this. When he's got this, he's got everything. Some people think, no, he's got my mind. No, he wants your heart. Because when he's got your heart, you realize, you know what, he might answer it this way, he might answer it this way, he might answer it this way, but he's going to answer it. He's going to speak. Nicodemus goes to Jesus at night. I want to ask you a question. Is there some things that you might think, uh, I don't want other people to see me. Some people say he went at night because he didn't want to be visible. Sometimes we think the answers always have to happen here, but you know what? You might get somebody calling you at midnight. You might have somebody call you when it's inconvenient because they didn't want to talk in front of everybody else, but they wanted to ask a question. They wanted to ask a question. And if I can put it even more bluntly, sometimes we ourselves are so proud. I don't want to do this in front of everybody. I'm here to tell you, just like Howard shared this morning, Jesus is there. Nicodemus went to him, found him, talked with him, had a conversation with him.
And in that conversation, probably the most profound, most commonly quoted, most used verse in the whole world is quoted in John 3.16. And it was in a conversation that Jesus had with somebody. So I got a couple questions for you and then I'm going to close. You might be chasing the how. How can this be? My situation, how can it happen? My difficulty, how can a loving God do this? How can this happen? And we're stuck in this situation. And if you're not careful, what happens is you stay stuck there. You stay stuck in the how instead of looking to him. If you're not careful, you get stuck in the why. Why did this happen to me? Sometimes the why isn't so important as him. And we start chasing, why is this happening? Why is that happening? Why? And we start running around instead of just saying, Jesus is there and he says, I just want to spend time with you. Get to know me. You get to know me and the wise diminish. The wise don't take the power. The wise don't consume the energy. The wise don't become as important as you think they are. The wise, you know what, they, they just, they even get moved away. I don't know why things happen all the time. Doesn't mean I don't trust him. Are you chasing a how? Are you chasing a why? You might be chasing a when. When is this going to happen? When? God, have you seen me? When is it going to happen? And we get stuck on the when. And Jesus is saying, the kingdom's here. The kingdom's here. There's a kingdom here. Come spend time with me. This is a story of the salvation story, the salvation message. But don't, don't just take it as a salvation message. It's just salvation is one moment in time. God wants you to live that your whole life. Salvation isn't just experienced at one moment for you just to say, I can get to heaven. There is so much in the power of salvation that will walk with you every day of your life. You can experience salvation every day, the goodness that he did. We sometimes say, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, here I am, I'm born again, thank you Jesus. The power that Jesus has can answer the when and he can take you for a walk and you can experience greater and greater. It says from going from glory to glory. Not gory to gory, but glory to glory. And we are changed into his likeness. We sometimes put salvation as a moment in time and it is, but it's also meant to be a life that is to be lived. In fact, in those verses, he says eternal life. And the word eternal refers to the character of God as being eternal. The life that he gives you is measured according to his standards, not according to your standards. You might be chasing after what? 
what is going on? These are questions I've had. I've got to be honest with you. I've had questions. And if I can give you any wisdom that I've experienced is don't get stuck in the what is going on. Don't get stuck in the how can this happen to me. Don't get stuck in why me. Don't get stuck here when you're calling out to God. He answers you, but he might be answering you different than what you think. Don't expect him always to answer. He does answer. He does answer, but don't think he's always going to say the way you think it should be said. Sometimes he might, his answer is, just come with me. Come with me. Get close to me. Spend time with me. Jesus here was explaining salvation and the power of salvation. And Nicodemus was saying, how can this happen? How can this happen? And Jesus is just saying, just, just come, come with me. Spend time with me. Get to know me. Get to know the Spirit. Get to know the power of intimacy with me. You might be chasing where? Where is it going to happen? And in our moments, we stand and we might be chasing the how, the why, the when, the where, the what. And all that time, just like Howard shared this morning, God is chasing you. God is chasing after you. Don't get stuck looking at why isn't this happening? How can this be? Don't get stuck in what is going on, but start to look and look to him. And it says that he descended from heaven. The answer came from heaven to earth. And you take your mind and your thoughts off of this and put them on there. And all of a sudden, you know what? It changes. Things change. The perspective changes and you start to realize he is there. He is there. He's chasing after me. His love is relentless. Howard, what you shared this morning was profound. Was profound. Thank you for being so obedient to the Lord. We sometimes beat ourselves up because we think we're stuck there. And it says in Hebrews, a passage that I just never can forget. It says, come boldly to the throne of grace in time of need. It goes against what I think. And just like Adrian even said, you beat yourself up and, and you just, you, your first thought is, no, and, and God, what's going on? Why? I thought you told me to do this. But he's right there and he's chasing after you. Now, this message definitely has a salvation component. But I also want to tell you it's got a life component. It's got an eternal life element. And I just loved this morning. I think, I think it was a blast. We had amazing worship. I told a couple jokes. We heard amazing testimony. Um, 
Amazing testimonies. Amazing testimonies. Veronica. Powerful. I've been there. <laughs> That's like a happy dance testimony. I've had times when it's like I needed money. That's a happy, that's like, don't just say leave and, that's God speaking. And what that is to me is that's him chasing you. He's passionate for you. And we sometimes read John 3.16 and we just leave it, well, then you can get saved. Yes, that is salvation, but salvation is not just one moment to be experienced. It's a lifetime to be experienced. It's eternal life. And my challenge or my commission or my instruction to you today as your pastor is don't live your life stuck in the how, the why, the where, the when, but start looking to him and experience the salvation that he brings through believing in him and literally start experiencing eternal life now. Don't wait till you die. Why not experiment with it now? And what you do is you start recognizing and you start hearing his answers. And his answers will sometimes be different than your questions. Amen? I'm still working on closings, so that's my closing. <laughs> I, I don't always have the crescendo and then the, sometimes it's like I just stop abruptly. And the, today, that's what I'm doing. Charlene had a good closing. God is doing life with us. And you were talking while I was preaching? Yeah. <laughs> uh, amen. God wants to do life with you. Amen? I, I mean, let's do something a little different. Why don't we stand... And in closing, can you go stand with somebody and pray with somebody that maybe you don't talk with regularly and just pray a blessing over them for this week? Can you, can you get a little bit out of your comfort zone? I mean, stand up, find somebody and bless them and just, just speak life over them. Somebody that you don't always talk with and just take a moment and bless them and then you're dismissed.